Black. Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? What's <laughs> it, <said> crazy? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Not much, man. Good, good, good. Everything going well for you, sir? Yeah, man. Everything going well. Just enjoying these NFL football games on this Sunday. Are you really enjoying them? It seems like you're yeah, a little man. stressed out you know, due to the fantasy. fantasy. Fantasy going on. It's cool, man. Yeah, okay. I'm in a good position in all my leagues, bro. So, well, it's early in the fantasy yeah. fantasy season. I think. You no, know, we midway, bro. Oh, it's not a, really. It's week eight. It's week eight. It's not really, yeah, bro. Everybody's played like midway. six games. And, and I'm going to be right there for you, bro, when you don't win your leagues, bro. Because, like, the way you carry yourself during a fantasy football <laughs> season, bro. Like, I'm not a fan of it. You know what I'm saying? I I'm know not you're not. I'm not even a fan of how you carry yourself. Yeah. How you carry yourself, I know boy. it sucks when you're down third, when you up 30 and lose, bro. I don't know who like that was. Feel a certain type I don't of know way. who that was, but you know I know it wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? It couldn't yeah. have been me. But anyway, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. I'm your man's, one of your favorite sportsologists. Huh? One of your favorite sportsologists, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And remember, I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. This your man, Black. We back for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Special guest. Special. Well, he ain't a guest no more. We have a reoccurring uh, uh, a contributor to the show. Our college football correspondent is in the building today. How you doing, sir? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Hey, we doing well. You gonna introduce yourself, man? Oh. Big Sid, Gators Mang, <laughs> former Forest Rebel, a.k.a. Westside High's uh-huh. finest. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you back, man. We got Sid in the building. We're going to talk a lot of college football today. We're going to get my man's insight on this in, on the week of college football, okay? But before we get going, man, before we run down anything, man, let's go ahead and get into just a little a, a little something that, you know, me and Black feel like need, that needs to be addressed. So, Black, you know, rolling through the Twitter uh, on Thursday, you know what I'm saying? I'm chilling, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, having a relaxing day off. And um, I get a tweet that shows up on my timeline, and it, and it says, Pat Riley. <laughs> Pat Riley. Says that the 2020 Los Angeles Lakers championship season should have an asterisk next to it. He says that even though the Lakers won and beat the Heat fair and square, the health of Bam out of Bayou and Gordon Dragic affected the series tremendously. And then his opinion, the Lakers championship will always have. An asterisk. So, Black, how do you feel about Riles tweeting out, talking out about the Lakers having an asterisk just because his players got hurt in the NBA Finals? Bro, he's an ass, bro. Oh, my God. That's how you open it? Yeah. Okay. I got to, man. No. That's Riles, bro. I don't care about Riles, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know you hurt, bro, because you lost to LeBron because... He uh he left Miami and went back to Cleveland. Now he in LA, a team you used to coach for, mm. you know, and you just and now you in Miami. You really wanted to beat the Kings so you can have something, hold something over him mm. that you beat him for a championship, but you didn't. Mm-mm-mm. And now you upset, so mm. you want to go reaching in the sky for something. You want to reach, bro? Stop reaching, bro. Ain't no asterisk on nothing. We won this championship, fan square. Hey. Injuries happen in sports. They happen every day in sports. Yeah. So we Playing can't LeBron help who got hurt. About that. What about all the times LeBron players was getting hurt on him? You ain't had nothing to say about them teams having actress on their championship. 
So Pat Riley, chill out, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't mean really no disrespect, cause you, I know who you are, but don't be, don't be that way, bro. Please. Mm-hmm. Look, man, I, I'm not gonna disrespect the great Pat Riley. I'm not gonna disrespect Riles. In any kind of way, but I do want Riles to understand, and if he just so happens to hear this one day, that your comments are utterly, utterly ridiculous. Uh, that opinion that you spew is, you know, it's, it's, it's piled up with a bunch of hurt, emotions. Uh, you're sad. You're not feeling the best. It might have caused you to have a temperature when you seen LeBron James hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy. You, your stomach might have hurt it when you seen Jeannie Buss um, grab the Larry O'Brien trophy. Uh, you might have caught the chills when you saw Anthony Davis grab the Larry O'Brien for the first time. And 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 you kind of went pale in the face uh, when you seen Rajon Rondo uh, grab the championship trophy. So Pat Riley, you know, have a little bit more respect. Have a little bit more class. Have a little bit more sense um, to know when you get up on the podium and you're talking to the media to not get up there to sound like an absolute fool. You're better than that, Riles. Now, you're one of the L.A. brethren. Los Angeles Lakers head coach won many championships there. Coached the great Showtime Lakers, the great Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, so on and so forth, Riles. We expect better out of you. But here on the Sports Desk, we will not tolerate any type of disrespect. We will not tolerate any type of slander, especially of the crowning of a champion. You can hate the Lakers. You can hate LeBron. You can hate the Patriots. You can hate Tom Brady. You can hate Jordan. You can hate the Bulls. But when the team accomplishes a feat as winning a title, respect it. Because that's all we can do anyway. Whether you hate or love them, the champion deserves respect. And you, Mr. Riley. More than anyone, you should know that. And that's pretty much all I have to say about Pot Riley's idiotic, buffoonery, buffoonery comments towards the Los Angeles Lakers winning the championship. Now, Black, I didn't want to come here talking NBA today because the season is over. But when people like Pat Riley say stuff like this, it will be addressed right here and only on the Sports Desk. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Hey, this would do some lunch sports, man. Come on, now. Break it down. Break Maybach music. Maybach music. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome to episode 83 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. Got a lot to get into today. A lot to talk about today. We got college football on the docket. We got the NFL on the docket. Uh, we got some WWE on the docket. We have the UFC on the docket, high school sports, other news, and of course, your favorite weekly segments that you love and you love and you enjoy. From your favorite sportsologist right here on the Sports Desk. But uh, before we go ahead and get started, man, let's go ahead and get into our start bench or cut. And man, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this one.
All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it, man. Our star bench cut. So this week, fellas, I seen something on Twitter, and and it was a it was a pretty big war on Twitter about these things. And a lot of the sports fans, you know, they were talking about, hey, when it's game day, when they're watching their favorite uh, teams play, or they're just watching a good old fashioned great football or basketball game, they were talking about, you guessed it, food. They were talking about food, and I seen a list. And the list is very hard to choose from. So Black said, here we go. You got to start, bench, and cut these combos. Here we go. Combo number one, pizza and wings. Pizza and wings. Number two, tacos and nachos. Tacos and nachos, number two. And number three, burgers and fries. Black, when you're at home chilling with the fam, but you got the big screen powered up and you're watching a great game, what meals are you starting, cutting, and benching? Give it to me, Black. All right, I'm starting pizza and wings. Mm. I'm benching mm. burgers and fries, and I'm cutting <sighs> tacos and nachos. What a disrespect to the community of tacos and nachos. Cedric Farr, talk to me, man. Were you at the house chilling or around friends, watching a great game? What combos are you looking into, man? And what combos are you getting out of here? Black already said it for me. Wow. Starting out. Peace and wings. Mm -hmm. Benching the... Tacos and nachos? No. Heck no. (laughs) It was the burgers and fries. (laughs) (laughs) Getting them... Get them tacos and nachos out of here, oh, man. Oh, man. Get them out of here. Wow. Okay, 10-4. Um, watching a game, not just enjoying a meal, but watching a game, I'm starting pizza and wings as well. Pizza and wings is what I'm starting. When I'm watching a game, I am also benching tacos and nachos, my boy. Give me them good old tacos, them shrimp tacos. Huh? Give me that big supreme basket of nachos that they got at the uh what what little spotties we used to go Burrito to. Gathering. Oh man, let me get one of those, baby. <laughs> and then I'll eat me some burgers and fries on another weekend. So I'm benching burgers and fries. So everybody out there in the sports world, we all eat and enjoy football and basketball or whatever, or wrestling for my wrestling heads out there. What meals are you starting? What meals are you benching? And what meals are you cutting? You know, we just decided to switch it up a little bit this week. All right, but we're going to get into our sound of the week. And, man, I tell you, just can't get away from basketball. Just can't. I try my best to get away from basketball, but certain people put things out there, and I'm like, oh, my God. So this week, Black, the final ratings for NBA 2K21 came out, and it was a long list of all the NBA players with their final uh, rankings. And there was one particular player, player who was upset about his final ranking and said, after seeing that, it's going to only make him want to get in the gym and work harder on his game so he can come back stronger than ever. And, Blake, do you want to know who that player was? Who was it? Paul George said Ooh. the NBA 2K rankings got him more upset than being sent home by a 22-year-old Jamal Murray and the slew-footed Nakia Jokic. And here is the sound of the week. Shout out, Big Perk. Reaction to PG's comments. Well, first of all, why are we talking about ratings? Why is PG even talking about ratings? You don't hear Anthony Davis talking about NBA 2K ratings. He's worried about championships. Paul George, championships. No one cares, brother. No one cares. Go out there and show the world. But look. 
This is the Clippers. All talk, no bite. Mm. We don't want to hear no more. We want to see some biting. Mm. I don't want to hear all that barking. Show us why your rating should be high. Mm. Shut up, Big Yeah, bro. this is my thing. When you have an end to the season like mm. he did, from trash talking Damon Lillard to like two weeks later being trash and then blaming it on mental health issues mm -hmm. and then coming back and having a good game and saying, I'm cured. Mm -hmm. And then having another couple of bad games and getting bounced after you were up 3-1. Mm -hmm. Perk's right, man. That's when you suspend all marketing uh, things. Like, mm -hmm. I know I was supposed to talk to 2K. Guys, I'm not going to talk. Mm -hmm. I got to be focused right now. Mm -hmm. I, I guarantee you right now, Giannis is not worried about his 2K rating. Mm -mm. He's worried about, I got bounced again after being a favorite. Mm -hmm. How can I get better so that never happens again? Mm -hmm. How can I get better so they don't game plan me the way they did again? Right now, what, what Paul George is doing is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Ridiculous. You got to have knowledge of self. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you got to be in a gym 24 hours a day or anything like that, but you got to know when to lay low. Now, Paul George, we sorry. We, we was done with you, dog. We was done with you, bro. But you just can't be coming out here talking about the 2K ratings is the reason why you want to be a better player. Come on, bro. Like, clean it up. All right, here we go, man. We're going to get into our top five. And shout out to my dog, Black. He really came through for the wrestling community with this one. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. So this week's top five, man, is a great one, man. We're working our way back into the wrestling field, to the wrestling scene. And my boy Black hit me up first thing this morning. I didn't even have to ask my dog, but I didn't even have to say, Black, what are we going to do about the top five? My homeboy came through and said, D, we got to do our top five Hell in the Cell matches. And I was like, yes. My boy came through for the team. <laughs> so all our wrestling fans out there, we're recording on this Sunday. And, of course, Hell in a Cell is probably happening right now as we're speaking. So we're going to give our top five Hell in a Cell matches of all time. So, Black, talk to me, man. Give me your top five matches from Hell in a Cell. All right. Uh, number five, I got Hell in a Cell 2011. Okay. John Cena versus CM Punk. Mm -hmm. uh, great Hell in a Cell and Alberto Del Rio cashed in mm -hmm. and won the championship. Mm -hmm. okay. At number four, I have uh, The Undertaker versus Edge at SummerSlam 2008 mm. when uh, Edge was getting the, better, the, the upper hand on Undertaker for, for, for months and yeah. months. And then they met at Hell in a Cell and Undertaker just... Tore him to shreds. <laughs> At number three, I got uh, Undertaker versus uh, Triple H, WrestleMania 28. Mm -hmm. uh, just a classic Hell in the Cell, yes. man. Like, these guys literally killed each other in that Hell in the Cell, yes. man. They walked walked out holding each other up, man, yeah. at the end of that match. At mm -hmm. number two, I got The Undertaker versus Mankind. Classic. Mm -hmm. Mankind getting thrown off the top of the cage. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the greatest uh, Hell in the Cell matches of all time. And then my number one. 
Cactus Jack versus Triple H. Wow. Uh, at No Way Out 2000. Okay. So uh, this okay. was this and this was for Cactus. This was for Mick Foley's career. Yep. And man, what a match! But Triple H came out on top to retire. Wow. Cactus Jack. I'm surprised that you left one of these off, man. I am surprised. All right, here we go, man. My top five, man. I got number five. I got Undertaker versus Mankind at the 1998 King of the Ring. I mean, my God. Mick Foley's tooth was shooting out of his nose, man. The punishment that The Undertaker gave him, man. Being thrown through the cage, through the mat. Just a sight to see, man. Number four, Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks at the 2016 Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. Those women put on an absolute show that night, man. I still watch that match from time to time, man. At number three, Triple H versus Cactus Jack at No Way Out 2000, man. Black Hat, that on his list. Great, great match. Of course, Triple H prevails, sending Cactus Jack into retirement. At number two, Undertaker Triple H, WrestleMania 28 in Miami, Florida. That was the night the streak should have ended. That was the <laughs> night it should have ended. But Undertaker prevailed. Great scene after the match with Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Undertaker holding each other up on the stage. And at number one, where, it's, where it all started. 1997, Bad Blood, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, Hell in the Cell, the debut of Kane. I mean, Shawn Michaels dripping blood from the top of his head down to his boots, being thrown off of the cage. Just a fantastic night uh, back then, man. 1997, Hell in the Cell, Bad Blood. So, yeah, those are our top five Hell in the Cell matches. Man, that was great. It I was. really enjoyed that. Was a that. Good one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I woke out. up. I woke up with that, D. Oh yeah, yeah. I woke up with that. That's I said, so. I know my boy gonna text, but I'm gonna beat him to it. You sure did. Yeah, and I was like, we got hell in the cell, so let's just do hell in the cell matches. I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I man. appreciate it. All right, man. We're gonna climb up out of that, and we're gonna get into our tweet of the week. Now, I was unaware of this. Um, the the great, the iconic, the arguable, arguable best player ever in basketball, Michael Jordan. Got an interview that he put out. It's a two-hour interview with this gentleman um, that came about five days ago, and I'm like halfway through it. But Jordan made some some pretty alarming comments um, uh, in this interview. I'm just gonna read off a couple in particular. And they, Stephen A. Smith turned these into tweet form. All right, so the first one, Michael Jordan. MJ, he says, you start to see a little bit of, of it now where all the stars are trying to get together on the same team. But I think it's going to start to hurt the league from a competitive standpoint. Only one or two teams will be great and the other 28 will be garbage. Okay, I had my good buddy Hassan Edwards reply to that. He says, LMAO, NBA has been dominated by super teams since the 1980s. Lakers, Celtics, Pistons, Bulls, Spurs, Heat, Warriors have won all, if has won many, if not all, of the titles in that span. Very true. Michael Jordan also spoke on social media these days, and I already kind of figured this without him saying it, but I definitely want to read it off. Jordan says, man, I don't know if I would have been able to survive in this Twitter, Instagram era. There's times where you don't have any privacy. Like, what do you do with that? And what seems to be a very innocent, a very innocent gesture can always be misinterpreted. So that was Michael Jordan talking about about the NBA players and how they're living in this social media era. It kind of kicked off when the guy was asking him, what do you think about how LeBron handles the scrutiny that he's been dealing with his whole career? So Jordan don't think he could have handled it. Hey, 
Mm-hmm. Shout out Rick Ross, shout out Hope, shout out everything like that. And the only you can get more uh, title, album music, all that. All right, man. So yeah. Y'all watch that um uh that interview with Michael Jordan. Like I said, I'm like an hour in. I'll post a link on my Twitter if y'all want to hit it and watch it. It is on YouTube. It's almost a three-hour interview. It's Michael Jordan and another gentleman. Don't even know who this guy is. They're smoking on some cigars. They're in the old school locker room. I think they're somewhere like in Jordan's past. But um, I got an hour into it, so I'll drop the link and y'all can check it out uh if you want. All right, man, let's go ahead and get into college football. Now, black, I don't know what to do. All right, we went back and played the Florida State theme song uh, last week. Um, the week before that, we've been playing the CBS, the SEC on CBS um, uh, theme song. So I'm not going to play the Florida State theme song because we got almost 50 points put on us by a 1-4 team who is now 2-4 and four as well. So I guess we'll go back to the S, the SC, what is it? It's, Thank it's you, Sid. Man, bro, shout out Cedric Farman in the building. Get ready to talk some college football. Here we go. (laughs) It's time once again. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it, man. College football week eight. Week eight of the college football season. We had a lot going on, man. And um, a, a bunch of topics we're getting ready to talk about. So I hope said is polished up and ready to go, including we're going to get to our picks of the week. And your boy, your boy is going to pick the dog game of the week. Earth, 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 dog game of the week. All right, man, let's get into it this week in the college football world. Let's go ahead and start off with the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Big Ten made their return. Justin Fields and the Buckeyes took care of the Nebraska Cornhuskers in pretty impressive fashion. Justin Fields was just incredible yesterday against the Cornhuskers. Black, talk to me. What do you think about the performance of the Buckeyes and Justin Fields yesterday? Oh, man, it was exciting to see uh, Big Ten football back. Um, I really enjoyed that game uh, for the for – the, for the first half. First quarter, and, you mean? I mean, the first, yeah, the first quarter, because uh-huh. it went crazy after that. Uh, you could tell it's a little rushed out there at first, but um, Ohio State was able to kick it up a notch. They they got a lot of talent. They do. On both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, these no-name receivers we really don't know much about. I mean, these guys is catching the ball. Justin Fields, just a, the real dual threat that he is, man, with his legs and with his arms. And then that defense, man. Led by Sean Wade and and then that defensive line and, and then that those safeties in the back, man. This Ohio State looked prime and ready, man, to make a run. You know, in, in this short season, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do moving forward. But I was I was really impressed with uh, Justin Fields and Ohio State Buckeyes. Said, talk to us, man. Yesterday, the Buckeyes took care of Nebraska, 52 to 17. What'd you think about the performance of the Buckeyes and how did Justin Fields look to you? Uh, Justin Fields looked great. Um, especially it didn't look like he uh, struggled any with any time off or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, offense looked fluid, uh, continuity, all that. Um, we'll see. It was Nebraska. I think they got Penn State this week. Yeah, they just lost too, so I don't know. Well, they got screwed <laughs> so, over. So yeah, well, go ahead. I don't know. You thought that was a touchdown? Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. We'll, we'll wait till we get to that. I'm t- oh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. What they got like eight games this year? Yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll see. They we all know what it is. It's whoever between them and Michigan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I thought Ohio State looked pretty good uh, as well yesterday. They started off slow. Nebraska came out on the first drive and scored a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey's little brother got out there and scooted for 75 yards down the field on the first play of the game. And I was like, oh, my God, Ohio State giving up touchdowns in two plays versus Nebraska. But they kind of cleaned that up real fast. So um, Justin Fields is incredible, man. He looked incredible. I mean, he looks real good for the first game. But it is Nebraska, but it's still a conference opponent. So for them to be locked in and focused like they was and get that uh, get the job done in the way they done it, um, I was real impressed by that. Two, 276 yards by Justin Fields. Ohio State rushed for 222 yards on the ground as a collective unit. 28 first downs. Uh, no pen- They had two penalties. Two penalties all day yesterday, which was very impressive for your first game. Um, just 499 yards of total offense from the Buckeyes. Um, turnovers. They defense got two turnovers yesterday. Just great day all around for the Buckeyes. And I was telling Black before the show, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State is jumping up into the top one, two, or three uh, teams in the nation. And that's exactly what they did. Ohio State is now the third-ranked team in the country uh, with the new AP polls and uh, sitting behind Clemson and Alabama. So overall, impressive uh, win uh, for the Buckeyes. But they do have Penn State next week. Uh, in uh, College Station. All right, I don't know if there's going to be fans there or not. I'm not really sure. Pretty uh, sure it will be. But Penn State dropped from nine to eighteen yesterday, so we can roll right into just the ending of that game. First game for the Big Ten. You got Penn State versus Indiana. Um, Indiana, man, they always score points. Like even though they don't win in the games, they always score. Mm-hmm. They always scoring thirty to forty points. You really gonna have to knock them boys off. You know when you play Indiana. But long story short, we got to um um the end of the, the game where the Penn State running back he should have just you know sat down and kneeled in, uh, at the five yard line. Instead, he walked in for the end zone. Indiana comes back down the field, ties the game. Game goes to OT. Penn State scores, and on the next possession, Indiana, in my opinion, that ball didn't cross the goal line. It didn't. It hit the front of the pylon, and then the ball went out of bounds. They went to review it, and they deemed it a touchdown for Indiana, giving Indiana the win 36. It was a two-point conversion. 36-35 over the Nittany Lions, and a devastating loss to open the season for Penn State. We already kind of heard what Sad had to say, but Black, did you think that was a touchdown? Do you think they got it right? Sorry, a two-point conversion. Did you think they got it right? Uh, man, I looked at it a few times, man, and I don't think I don't think he got in. Mm-hmm. I don't think he got it, but it could. That's one of them bang bang. I mean, that's one of those plays where if the refs feel like they don't see enough to overturn it, they gonna stick with what was on the field. And I'm pretty what the, the call the call the call on the field was a good two point conversion, right? Call on the field was good. So I guess they didn't see enough. But to me, looking at it a, a few times, it looked like he didn't get in. But man, uh, that was that was a great game. Shout out to. Uh, Shout out to uh, Sean Clifford, man. He went off of Penn State even though they lost, man. He was 24 for 35, mm-hmm. 238, uh, three touchdowns and two picks. But he rushed he rushed for 119 yards on 17 carries and mm-hmm. one touchdown. So, a uh, little like Penn State, uh, the, court, the quarterback position in good hands with him mm-hmm. moving forward. But, uh, yeah, man, this, this sucked that Penn State lost, especially yeah. getting Ohio State next week uh, at home. 
But yeah, man, I don't think I don't think he got in on that two point conversion. I think they got robbed. Yeah. Say, talk to me, man. You kind of kind of let the cat out the bag a little bit. You believed it was a touchdown uh, for Indiana. Um, but what do you think, just overall, um, about Penn State? I mean, 36-35 loss, but to me, they did look pretty good. What do you think about Penn State's performance yesterday? They always end up losing the game they ain't supposed to, so maybe that be, might be that one. They get out their system, and we'll see. Hopefully, they can make mm-hmm. it to the uh, make it to the. Uh, do they even have a conference championship? I'm not sure. Big Ten championship. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, then. Well, yeah, maybe they can somehow, some way, make it there. I'm not sure how they divisions are split up or whatever, but um, from what I remember, I only watched the play maybe once or twice. The ball touched the pylon. The front of it. But it touched it. That's part of the end zone. It's not the goal line, though. The ball got across the goal line. It touched the front of the, the stick. It didn't never cross the goal line. It was good, my boy. I don't I don't think so. I just don't think it was good. I just th- I think the referee didn't want to be put in a position where he had to overturn that in Indiana. That's what I honestly think. I think he looked at that and was like, man, I'm not finna do this here. I'm not finna do it. I'm not going to do this in Indiana. Two-point conversion good, 36-35 Indiana. And who knows? This could jumpstart uh, Indiana to have a magical season and, and might get a chance to go to the conference championship. Mm. Who knows? And it is different with the Big Ten this year. The two teams with the best records will play for the the uh, the conference championship. Yeah, that's, so, how, that's how it is in all the conferences SEC this year. SEC, SEC as well. SEC as well. And Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah, so the, first, the best. So we could be potentially getting some – Unusual rematch championship games, games uh, yeah. throughout all these conferences. I I hope it kind of turns out like that. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get it out of the way, man. Let's go on and get it out of the way. Our Florida State Seminoles. How well? How should I? How can I say this? Well, we just got mollywopped uh, yesterday at Louisville, forty-eight to sixteen. Nose coming off an extreme high, beating the then number five Fighting Mac Browns. In Tallahassee just a week ago, and we flamed the momentum completely out. Completely out here in Louisville. Black, me and you watched most of this game together. What did you see from the Florida State Seminoles, and how would you grade their performance overall yesterday? Well, uh, my boy, before you came over, I texted you early, man. I was like, this, <laughs> this game over with, man. You know, I'm happy I'm at a space with Florida State right now Well. I ain't getting too high, you know, but it's still a bad loss. It's 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 my team, so but to but to turn around this this loss makes the North Carolina game look like nothing now, mm-hmm. you know, losing to Louisville. But to turn around and put on a performance like this after a big game against North Carolina, that's just that's just bad. That's uh, I was just ranting and raving about 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 Mike Norvell how he got these guys ready to go against North Carolina, and then they just laid an egg. Against Louisville. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll see what Florida State goes from here, man. This is really nothing much to talk about. Uh, I just, my, I ain't let my feelings get too involved in it. And I see my boy sitting on the side of me over here, went on Twitter, went on a little rant to, <laughs> to talk about Florida State. But I know he, that's what he about to talk about now, but it's cool, man. Hey, um, <laughs> we'll see. Moving forward, bro, what it is. Uh, like I told you, I'm staying uh, even kill with the D the rest of the season, man. It is what it was. If we get good wins, good. If we don't, okay. And then we get stuff like this, 48 to 16. Like on you, the road, and, and and you know Florida State. Like you know, in the first quarter, I feel like when you watch Florida State play, you know what type of game it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. And from jump, 
you know, we came out, scored the first touchdown, but we couldn't stop anything. Like, what was the defense that was playing against North Carolina for three straight quarters? What was that defense at? Uh, was nowhere to be found against Louisville. And Louisville is trash. Mm-hmm. And they just ripped us apart. So, mm-hmm. another another tough loss uh, for another week. Move forward to the next week, man. Cedric Farr, you were gallivanting all over Twitter yesterday doing a nose loss. I think one tweet you put out there, oh, don't let them now, y'all. Almost a 50 piece. When yeah. it was up 48 yeah. points. Yeah, and all 50 that, piece, man. no sauce. So, uh, give me your uh, analysis on the atrocious effort from the Florida State Seminoles yesterday in uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. I was just sitting here thinking about it while Black was talking, mm-hmm. and I thought about the North Carolina game and how it ended. Mm-hmm. North Carolina mm-hmm. lost that game more so than what I guess Florida State won because in the second half, Florida State didn't score. Nope. So, and then like on the last drive, North Carolina had two or three drops, but that's not, I'm not going to take away from that. But moving forward to the next week, they just went back to what mm-hmm. they were. So, yep. That's, that's it. Like, yeah. What, 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 what do I need to say? I was just saying, hey, bro, I was just asking, <laughs> bro. I was just asking if that's all you had. I'm shocked. I thought you were going to say something else. Um, you know, like I've been saying, man, you know, we trash. I said it last week after we beat North Carolina. I've been telling everybody who's been hitting me, oh, we beat number five. Like, bro, so what? So what? It was a great, it was a great win for that night for Tallahassee. But yesterday I saw unfocused. Yesterday I saw kids not prepared for the moment. You saw Florida State drop balls yesterday. You saw Florida State fumble. You saw Florida State make bonehead uh, uh, plays uh, and get personal fouls. You seen you. It's like our coaching staff didn't have our kids focused. It's like Florida State was looking like, oh, we finna get on a roll here, going up against a one and four Louisville. We should be able to take care of them, but they didn't play like it. At the beginning of the game, they all jumping up and down, and I'm like, okay, I see the energy. But at the same time, I was like, man, I hope we gonna be focused. And then, like Sayed said, I was worried due to the ending of the North Carolina game. We didn't score. We didn't score in the second half. So, technically, in the last five quarters of, I mean, last six quarters that Florida State has played football, we scored 16 points. In the last six quarters of football that we played, 16 points, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's going on? Now, we have some young talent. The young talented running back, I can't think of his name right now that we got. That we love. I can't uh, think of his name. Josh Corbin. Yeah, we got him. We got him. We got uh, Ladamian Webb. And, we, and then, of course, we and got... we got the little freshman, uh, Telefor. I can't think of his first name. We got some good young backs. And we seen... We, we, we did see in that game as we was watching how talented these kids are yeah. in that right field. And you because can see the it. passing game is non-existent. Nope. You can at see At all. It. It's not non-existent. You can see it. And then, of course, you got the young sophomore, Jordan Travis. Look, Travis didn't play well yesterday. Travis, you know, made a lot of mistakes yesterday, but I still like him. I still like him. I want to see more. I want to see can he improve throughout the season, getting ready for a potential junior season at Florida State next year. I like what I'm seeing. They put Chubba Purdy in, and Jesus Christ, he went 0 for 9. He went 0 for 9. That's what my stat sheet say. That's what I'm putting down. It was 0 for 9. My stat sheet say 0 for 9. So... I'm looking like, yeah, he need to go back to wherever he came from to throw some more footballs. You know, because I was hearing the chirping, oh, Blackman is not on the roster. They saying Blackman's getting ready to lead the program and try to go to a... It came out why oh, yeah. Blackman wasn't there. Uh, 
black men was dealing with an illness. Also, the receiver, the uh, right receiver, mm. Coach Bofman, was left back mm. because of illness. Mm. Okay, 10-4. But you can only imagine, you know, with the quarterback situation. But like I said, we suck. We might not make a bowl game. This was a prime opportunity for Florida State to go back-to-back wins, get a win on the road, and try to build a little bit of something to try to salvage this season. And we failed to do so. I hope Mike Norvell and our coaching staff can get our kids focused. Play by play, quarter by quarter, half by half, and try to get some wins and wrap up this season. Said you had something else to wrap up this atrocious outing by the Florida State Seminoles? I was just looking at the rest of y'all's schedule. Do y'all see a win? You got Pittsburgh. We can beat them. At home. We can beat them. You got NC State on the road. We can beat them. You sure? I said we can beat them. Okay. I didn't say we would, but we can. Then uh, I'm going to just skip Clemson. Then you got Virginia and Duke. Yeah, we can get them. We can, get all, them. We can get all them except Clemson. What did they date? 10. So they 10, 25. 25. So y'all them? saying y'all going 500? I said we can get them. Don't be trying to trap me, dog. I ain't trying. I'm just asking. <laughs> honestly, honestly, said out of those games you just called out, I see Florida State potentially getting two. Out of the, what that was, five you called? Three? You you say you skip five games. You skip Clemson, right? So it was four, five games. It was four games you called off. Mm. Okay, so out of the five, I see him getting two. I just said we can. I just said we can win. I believe we can win too. That's all I'm saying. I seen them beat the number five team in the country. So that lets me know they can do it. Ain't none of those teams that said called out are better than North Carolina. None of yeah, them. And and uh, Pittsburgh, I'm gonna be worried about Pittsburgh. That might that could potentially be something with their quarterback, and then that down that might receiver they got. Of course, that's how Louisville beat us with a receiver, a quarterback, and a running back. Of so, course. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, but I hopefully they can get two. But I I think they sh- they should get two out of the five. I know Clemson game just gonna be a whitewash. Clemson mm. might score seventy on us. Lord have mercy. You know, so yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be finding me something else to do when they play Clemson. You know, I hope they got and other it's a home game. I hope they got other games that weekend. Um, you know, yeah, I, and then you know they're gonna do us dirty. You know they're gonna put us on like eight o'clock on yeah. ABC. You know they, know. you know that how they do us. Why everybody team they everybody done played already. They everybody get to poke fun at Florida State getting eighty dropped on them uh, by Trevor Lawrence. My God, give us a break. All right. All right, so we're going to run through some uh, other scores from yesterday. You failed to stop me if there's something you want to talk about. Had the Clemson Tigers taking care of Syracuse, 47-21. Got pretty interesting in the fourth quarter. Me and Black was looking like, man, it was, what it was, 27-21? Well, we changed the channel, and 10 minutes later, boy, NTN and them boys just went (laughs) stupid in the fourth quarter. 47-21, Clemson take care of business. Interesting stat, Trevor Lawrence threw two interceptions. I mean, back-to-back weeks, interceptions. And he threw his first pick six yesterday. I guess if we got to put some type of dirt on his name, that'd be it. But Sunshine, I love you, man. Whether you're going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar or a Dallas Cowboy, I love you, buddy. All right. We got Alabama Crimson Tide 48-17 over the god-awful Tennessee Volunteers. I mean, Pruitt, what's, what, what you going to do? Jeremy Pruitt, what you going to do? Y'all come out 2-0, and then y'all come out here, and y'all been getting y'all brains beat in. Brains! Everybody, oh, Tennessee turning around. I seen somebody on Twitter like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, we about to handle Georgia or whoever that was. Smacked. 
Man, Pruitt, you ain't the answer either. I need to fire yeah. you and get another coach. And, and, and fire the what? The defense, the defensive line, either the uh, defensive coordinator, coach. They got him out of here. Got him out of here, and he took over, and then they still got smashed. Trash. Again. You know, so I don't, trash. I don't know. It was looking promising for Tennessee at first, man, but uh, no, that's over that's with, it. man. That's over. That's with. it. Fighting Irish taking care of Pittsburgh, forty-five to three yesterday. Ian Book, pretty good day, three hundred yards passing and three touchdowns for Mister Book yesterday. Uh, probably the best game of the day with two ranked teams, I guess. Uh, you had Oklahoma State taking care of Bennett's being Iowa State, twenty-four twenty-one. Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati took care of business over SMU, SMU 42-13. The Canes barely survived, beating the Cavaliers of Virginia 19-14. BYU, dark horse for the New Year's Six game. They took care of Texas State 52-14. The Fighting Mac Browns are back on track. 48-21, North Carolina take care of their state rival, NC State. The Michigan Wolverines took care of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 49-24. Want to stop right there? Shout out to my pops. He's a big Michigan fan. Me, it was texting back and forth because I thought Minnesota was going to get something going. But I believe Michigan has a quarterback. I believe they got him one. I believe Harbaugh has got him a guy. This dude, when he walked out on the field, I heard her shit. I'm talking about him. Uh, Cause you know, y'all way more into the recruiting things than me. I don't see these dudes till they get to college. Who was it? Uh McCaffrey? Joe Milton. Joe Milton. Six foot, six foot four. Oh, Milton. Six hmm. foot four, six. Like yeah. Really? Six foot four, so he's six. So a fifth year senior. Six foot four, six foot five animal. That boy got feet and he can throw it. He looked pretty good yesterday for the mm. Michigan Wolverines. And I and, and it's crazy. He he looks like the best quarterback Harbaugh's put on the field. Like the best one. Just you can tell he has skill to him. He mm. just got some a, a different type of skill set. And I just thought Michigan, after letting Minnesota come out and score on the first drive, Michigan just got it going, man, and ran them boys out of the man and really took care of business. So we'll see what the Wolverines do. Keep in mind that Jim Harbaugh is 0-5. 0-5 against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And here's a spoiler. You ready? He'll be 0-6 in just a couple weeks. <laughs> All right. Here, here we go. Sorry about that, Pop. We had Wake Forest taking care of Virginia Tech yesterday. One of the upsets of the day in the ACC. Kansas State, after losing to the Raging Cages in week one, they on the roll 55-14 over the Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, less miles. Less miles. Why you took that job, bro? When I saw it come across my screen, and he, I said, Kansas? For what? And now I see you ain't going to change in me. The Marshall taking care of Florida Atlanta 2019. Some of the highlight games of the day. Uh, Rutgers taking care of Michigan State. Mm, Michigan State gets worse and worse each year they uh, go in. Let's stop right here. Bo Nix. And the Auburn Tigers take care of the Ole Miss Rebels 35 to 28. My God, what a disgusting game that was, even though they scored a lot of points. Oklahoma 33-14 over TCU. And last but not least, the probation boys did it again. The Missouri, what are they, Tigers? Missouri Tigers take care of the Kentucky Wildcats 20 to 10. So, yeah, man, that was pretty much the highlight games of the week in college football uh, last week. But I know you guys are itching. I know you guys are ready. It is time for the Pick'em Games of the Week in black. Could you let us know, man, who is leading the standings before you call out these games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Say going to give us the standings this week, man, since he's back in the building with us. Okay, what's up? We got uh, D mm. with a 
a smidgen of a lead, eleven to four. Myself in second place, ten and five, uh-huh. and Ernest crawling to get back to the top Ooh. at nine and six. Ooh. Ooh, all right now. Well, I'm struggling, man. All right now. I'm struggling. All right, all right. Here we go, man. Okay. Games of the week. Okay. We got uh Texas at number six, Oklahoma State. What y'all got? Hmm. It's at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Texas do to get them a win. They do to get them one. Mm. But I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna take Oklahoma State because I like that defense. Oklahoma State takes care of the Longhorns. What you guys said? Mm. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State as well. Mm. What you got, Black? Uh, I'm still. I'm. I, I like. I like Oklahoma State running game with Chubba Hurd. So I'm gonna go Oklahoma State. Okay. All right. Next game we got Memphis at Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Uh, where that game at? It's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is undefeated, yes, and Memphis is three and one. I'm going to go to Bearcats. I like that quarterback. I like the Cincinnati offense. I like what I seen last night against SMU. I am going to go Cincinnati. I'm going Cincinnati as well. Okay. Uh, I picked against Cincinnati last week, mm. so uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm on a ride with Cincinnati this week. <sighs> Next game, we got the Probation Boys. Mm. The Missouri Tigers. Go down to old Gainesville, yeah, seven thirty. Yeah, under the lights. Mm-hmm. What you got, D? Gators by hundred. Next, <laughs> next. I'm going Missouri with the upset. You know what, bro? I'm so, <laughs> I'm so sick of him. I am so sick of him, bro. Okay, no, that gotta okay. be that's okay. wrong. Okay, Ooh, that's your pick. Yes. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. I'm so All sick right. of him, bro. <laughs> All right, I got I got Florida rolling in this yes. one against the probation boys. Yes, I potentially think this could potentially be a shootout, but mm-hmm. Florida is the has the better offense, so I got Florida by twenty one. Mm-hmm. All right, next game we got game of the night seven thirty ABC number three Ohio State at in at Penn State tight game. It's going to be closer than the experts think, but I'm going to go with Ohio State Buckeyes in this game. I got the Buckeyes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is gonna be a classic. Ohio State and Penn State is always a classic when they play under the lights. No matter if it's in in the Horseshoe or in uh at Penn State, and I know it's gonna be a whiteout because I'm pretty sure it will be fans. But I'm gonna go Ohio State by 14 in this one. Okay, all right. So it's my turn to dog game of the week. Her, 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 her. All right, live on CBSSports.com at 4 p.m. and after. <laughs> At <laughs> 4 p.m. in the afternoon, this game will not be on TV. CBSSports.com. You got Appalachian State against the University of Louisiana Monroe. Black, who you running with? App State or ULM? Uh, I'm rolling with App State, man. Okay, okay. Black, I mean, say it. Who you got? App State, man, my boy. I'm gonna go ULM, Louisiana Monroe to take care of Appalachian State at 4 o'clock on CBSSports.com. Yes, sir, I gotta keep my lead somehow, my boy, because I'm gonna be hot if Missouri beat Florida. Hot. I will be hot. I will be hot. I will be hot. I'll tell you that right now. Right. I'll be pissed off. 
All right, man. So that's pretty much gonna cover. Uh, well, let's go over the rankings. Um, the new top twenty-five rankings came out earlier today. So we're just gonna read down. Uh, let's see what we got. Hold on, hold on. My computer while and now. Okay, we got it. Clemson still sitting at the top of the poll at number one, followed by Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame at four, Georgia, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati moves up one spot to seven. The AM Aggies sitting at eight, Wisconsin at nine, Florida at 10, BYU 11, Miami, Michigan, Oregon, and North Carolina wrap up the top 15. It's crazy with that Penn State botch loss. The Nittany Lions dropped from eight to 18 so we're mm. looking at a number three versus 18 matchup next saturday night uh for saturday night football and rounding up the top 25 you have boise state at number two. and you know look how oklahoma already back in the rankings they lost back to back weeks and y'all putting them boys back in the rankings that is ridiculous <laughs> they got two losses back to back weeks back to back weeks they lost so it can't kansas state and texas beat them back to back week. i mean just ridiculous just ridiculous. No, they beat Texas. They lost to Iowa State. That's right. They did. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. they did. Yeah, they lost so, to yeah, Iowa but they State. back in the rankings. All right, man. So, let's go ahead and transition over to the National Football League. Very exciting day uh, in the NFL today. I guess when you play fantasy football, man, ooh, it can get real for you. ahead and get into the National Football League. And this week had a big, big blockbuster, man. All week long, we were hearing AB. AB is going to be a Seattle Seahawk. Um, his suspension, he served his time. He'll be available, available for play next Sunday, week eight. And boom, in the middle of the night, on a Friday night, the, everything dropped. Antonio Brown to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the rich get richer. Fellas, what do you guys think about A.B. now being a Buccaneer? Uh, I'm happy for A.B., man. He get another shot. Like, I don't know how many lives he have, bro, but he get another, <laughs> he get another shot. Yeah. I feel bad for Russell, man. Russell came out, said good things about him. Yeah, love to have him here in Seattle. Yeah. He's family. And then, bro, he just turned his back <laughs> and went to Tampa. <laughs> but, hey, it is what it is, man. Tom Brady gets another weapon. I think this is by far one of the best offensive teams Tom Brady didn't, didn't play oh, God. with his, in, his, in, in his career. The best. And, 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 uh, you're going to have to show me. You're going to have to show me. You said talent. What? Just around them. Yeah. Not what they did, but the talent. Yeah. Randy the, Moss, that's it. That's Aaron it. Hernandez, they weren't on the same team. Moss wasn't on the same team. He wasn't on. Sure? Yes. Yes, Moss. Hernandez was still at Florida. Yeah. Yeah, I, man, it's just, it's it's crazy how many weapons he got. Like, yeah. and, and we and we seeing it. Like, it they up. just, they just pulled away from Oakland easily, you know, and put 45 on the board. Like, mm. Tom Brady, man, 40 years old, looking great. And then you finna add a. Add A B to that, like it's crazy. Uh, shed a wealth, man. Like Tom Brady, just his eyes, he got dollar signs in his eyes, bro. Like he can throw throw the ball wherever he wherever he wants, you know. And I already think this is I, Gronk is already coming back. 
doing his thing, but yes. I think this is gonna help Gronk even more with the addition of A B one on one because you, you can't double can't you can't double. you can't leave a safety over the top no more. Nope. You can't do none of that. Nope. So yeah, man, shout out to A B man for getting a second chance. Hopefully he can get this right. Get this right and, and stay on the right track. And we all was fans of A B when he was playing for Pittsburgh, man. So great talent. Hopefully he can get back to that level and start doing great things again. Say it, A B to the Bucks. What you think about it? I like it. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay was my pick to win the Super Bowl, so they just making me look smarter. And you a Buck fan this season, right? Yeah, all the way. <laughs> all the way. Uh, but nah, uh, just I'm ready to see it. Just to see. Yeah. Uh, we never seen like you. I just like you just stated. Um, the most talent Tom Brady has played with. I was wrong. Um, and I scooped him up in fantasy. So yeah. Yeah, man. When I saw that, I was so hot. I was eating, <laughs> I was eating lunch or something, man. I'm sitting at the table and I and I'm watching the uh, NFL live, like them talk about it. So my phone let up. I said, "Boy, say it's so garbage." Somebody <laughs> passed the sixth and picked up Antonio Brown. I said, "The man ain't even." Goodell ain't even said the man can play yet. And said the winners. I said, "Man." That's crazy, bro. But, you know, hey, the rich get richer all the way around. I love the move. You got to remember, before A.B. got in all this trouble, man, he was in New England, man. He was happy to be there. Tom Brady and him built a connection real fast. A.B. is a player, man. He want to be loved, man. He want to be appreciated. He's a receiver of the highest order. And Tom Brady was giving him everything he wanted in New England. The one game he played for the past, he went out there and shined, man. Shine. And he's going to shine in Tampa Bay. We were talking about it right before the show started. Some people might not get a chance to touch the ball. I don't think so. Tom Brady's going to be a 5,000-yard passer. Like, it's only week six. They put 45 points on the board today without A.B. Mike Evans is healthy now. Chris Godwin is, is Chris Godwin will blow the roof off in the stadium when he's in there. That defense is playing well. Tampa is in prime position, prime to run away with, with the NFC. They are the best team in football. They the best team in football off right now offensively. Ooh, D. Uh, who better than them offensively? Uh, I got to put Seattle right up there. With nah, them, man. Bro. Russell Wilson Russell is the Wilson. Re- them doing work too now. Yeah, but look <laughs> at his weapons versus Tom Brady's weapons. Ooh, ooh. What weapons you want to play? What weapons you want to have? Yeah, I'm pretty. I, oh, I understand the. I understand the but weapons. That's all I'm bro. saying. That's but you all said I'm... offensive. You said yes. offensively. Yes. I'm talking about. I'm talking about what I'm seeing. What product I'm seeing on the field and. Seattle is is doing work is just as well as uh, Tampa Bay is with with less weapons. Yeah, and that's my weapons. point. And that's my point. That's my point. When Tom Brady go out there and line up, AB Godwin, Mike Evans, Ron Gronkowski, and the other tight end, what you gonna do? It ain't it ain't nothing you can you do. You can't do nothing. You can double Metcalf. You could double this receiver. Russell Wilson gonna make but the play. But they doing it, and this ain't working. Russell, it's Russell, not working. Russell Wilson gonna make the play. Exactly. I ain't, I'm not discrediting Seattle <laughs> at all. I'm not discrediting Seattle at all. They are playing very well. But what I saw today without AB, they put up 45. They put up 45, and what you think? They gonna stop putting up 40? Yeah. No, they are not gonna stop putting up 40. No, nah, no, nah, I think they still, it's gonna take it's gonna take AD a little bit to we'll get see. back in the groove. We'll see. Things. We'll see. But I just love the move. I love the move, and Tampa is in prime position to, you know, win a Super Bowl. If they can stay healthy, if they stay healthy, 
Man, them versus the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, man, I don't even ask me who's going to win because I can't tell you. And their defense playing lights out, too, so really that well. Help, so Really well. Shaq Barrett yeah. and Dominican Sue had a, a, a fumble and took it back almost for a touchdown today. That was that secondary playing better than what they started because at yeah. the beginning of the year, they was getting torched. Yeah, they really, they to be honest with you, they ain't got no weakness right now. No, they don't. They don't have a weakness. It's they like don't. pick your poison with Tampa. Like, what you going to do? You, they playing well. You, what you going to adjust to? It's not much you can adjust to, yeah. you know. So they playing hey, well. We gonna see, man. I, I'm 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 happy for Brady, man, because Brady. I think Brady out to prove a point that he could do it elsewhere other than New England, and is that's what it's looking like. Look, oh, looking yeah. like, look at New oh, yeah. England, man. It's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Um, if you gentlemen don't mind, I, I have to go on a small rant. Uh, yeah, just real fast. How about them cowboys? <laughs> okay. Okay. No, Thank I just you. do that to the yeah. camera. Yeah. Like camera. <laughs> it, it called for it. Oh How about God. that Dak Prescott? How about that Zeke? How about that Amari? <sighs> you know, I'm a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan. Lifelong. And get CeeDee Lamb in the draft offense is just ready to take over the league Cowboys in prime position to finally at least get to the NFC championship this championship game this year I love my quarterback and Dak Prescott I was one of the guys who firmly believe he should have got all the money that he asked for and then my boy gets hurt badly and then I hear all you people out there tell me that Andy Dalton is going to right the ship and that the lowly NFC East is winnable by the Dallas Cowboys. Y'all also told me that Ezekiel Elliott will play like a monster. You told me that Mike McCarthy will open up the playbook like never before and the Dallas Cowboys can still win nine games and win the NFC East and get a home playoff game. Shut up! Cowboys Nation, Cowboys Faithful, pack it up, put all your stuff in a suitcase, and get ready for next season. We suck. It was abysmal. Monday night when we played the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, we got smacked up. Cliffy Cliff and them boys came through and smacked us. Y'all got Buda Baker out here looking like he just all the best safety who ever played football. <laughs> I mean, Hopkins going crazy. I mean, y'all got, you. Get, what's my quarterback name from Oklahoma who out there? Calamari the, out there just toe tapping on them boys. Jalen Smith, you forgot how to tackle? Wolf Hunter, that shouldn't be your name no more. Dog Walker should be your name. Kenyon Drake out there getting busy. I mean, just get smacked up. <laughs> Ain't nobody playing hard on the defensive side of the ball. We are just trash. All the rumblings in the locker room, all oh, the Cowboys are saying Mike McCarthy doesn't get them ready to play. Jerry Jones, why is Mike Nolan still the defensive coordinator? Mike Nolan sucks. Mike McCarthy, what are you doing? You make yourself look bad every week, man. You hang your hat on that Super Bowl win by the great Aaron Rodgers, the most talented throw of the football we ever seen before Patrick Mahomes was Aaron Rodgers, and he got you a ring 29 years ago. <laughs> Jerry Jones, you sit up in the media and say you're not going to make no changes? 
What? So when he said that, I said, you know what? Let me take my little cowboy stuff up. Let me put all my stuff up. Say, do me a favor. Knock that blanket off that chair over there because I don't even want to see them because just knock it on the floor. <laughs> this is utterly in, it's just an embarrassment. But then the light went off in my head. The light went off in my head. Just right before we recorded, I saw a tweet. One of the faithful Cowboys supporters said, hey, my Cowboys fans, don't fret, don't cry. Because we got a chance to get that blue-eyed angel, Trevor Lawrence. And I thought to myself, would it be possible? Could it be possible that Dallas Cowboys completely suck the rest of the way and go 2-14? and 14 And land Trevor Lawrence by hook or by crook? Can Jerry Jones do something to get the number one pick? No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I snapped out of it real fast. So I said all that to say, Dallas Cowboys, I just thank God for my Los Angeles Lakers and the great LeBron James. I don't have nothing in Florida State. I don't have nothing in Dallas. I don't have anything. I don't have nothing but LeBron and the Lakers. And I'm going to hold on. So excuse me if you see me in week 11 walking into a football area with basketball stuff on. (laughs) (laughs) Dallas Cowboys, you sick of me. You utterly disgust me. We are complete trash, and I know no one in the world has any sympathy for us because we're the Dallas Cowboys, the most hated football team in America. But my God, can we at least go out there and have some pride? Black, what you got on them disgusting Cowboys, man? Kind of sad for the Cowboys, man. To be honest with you. I probably get it, though. I picked the Cowboys to do great things this year. I picked Zeke to uh, lead the league in rushing and... Uh, all his naysayers that was killing him in the offseason about him being a top three running back, but he's he's not even looking like a top ten running back this year. So I don't know what's going on in Dallas. But uh, Jerry, for Jerry Jones to come out and say he's not making any changes, sir, what are you seeing? What what are you seeing from the Cowboys that make you not want to make changes? Hmm. But um, man, it sucks, man. Even start starting with Dak, even before Dak, man, Dak was playing good, but the Cowboys yeah. still was losing. So it's it's tough to see the Cowboys in this uh in this position, but it's still a chance. They they still got a chance to win this division. This division is trash this year. You know, it's trash. So all you got to do is put a few wins together. I don't know how they're going to do it. Andy Dalton just got hurt, so we don't know how long he's going to be out. Like, we don't know we don't know what's going to happen with the Cowboys, but I think Zeke just need to take some time and man, like, bro, strap up, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, you have to be the leader of this team. Somebody has to step up and say something. Like, I won't be denied or something. Something's got to happen. Mike McCarthy, somebody has to do something. But if if it continues to go this way, I agree with D, man. Just wrap it up. But I'm hoping the Cowboys can turn this thing around. I don't. I don't hope they do nothing. Shut up, Papa Gary. Say what you got on the trash Cowboys, even though I know how you really feel already. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I've never liked the Cowboys. Never will. Never liked the what? Never liked the Cowboys. Oh, okay. Never. Never have. Been a hater. You thought Cowgirls? No, I thought he said Cowboys. Oh, That's what I thought he said. Same thing. All of it. <laughs> it don't matter. Um, I do admire Jerry Jones from afar having an owner that does care about football. Mm. To an extent, but he cares too much because he can't get out his own way. And just mm-hmm. let the people he hired do what he do. Because we seen mm-hmm. that. We hear the stories about how he ran Jimmy Johnson off. You ran a back-to-back Super Bowl winning coach off. Mm. Because you didn't want to let him run the team. So, 
And seeing what I got with my own team, we can't. They don't want to hire nobody like that. Mm. So it's like I I like that, but as far as like, um, we hear it every year. The Cowboys this, Cowboys that. So ain't nothing changed. They ain't won a playoff game in what? A playoff game? Oh, I take that back. They Dak has won one. You want two? You want a two. couple of them? I'm yeah. sorry, but before him, it was a while. No, Romo got a couple. Don't 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 do my dogs like that now. Romo got a couple. <laughs> Romo got a couple now. We just ain't got to a conference <laughs> championship or did any real damage like oh, that. Oh, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to let you roll, but I ain't going to let you roll too hard <laughs> okay. now, my boys. My now. <laughs> but, no, nah, um, yeah, that defense is horrible. I thought the Jags was oh, bad. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, Worse than football by yeah, far. I think uh, Skip say they give up the most yards or uh, something like that. I don't know. It's just bad. Yeah, we suck. We suck. We suck. So, yeah, man, that, that, that's pretty much all in the Dallas Cowboys. Man, let's go ahead and move along because my stomach is starting to turn in places I didn't know it could turn. All right, man, I want to ask y'all something, man. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, they were down in the grave uh, last year. Had a real bad year. Roethlisberger get hurt. Um, they, they almost even made the playoffs, but everybody was saying the regime needed to change. They needed a new quarterback. Maybe not Mike Tomlin might need to find him another job. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are 6-0. Six and zero after a hard fought victory over the previously undefeated five and zero Tennessee Titans, who are now five and one. Um, and y'all opinion, man, are the Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl bound? Uh, mm. it's tough to say, man. It's tough to say. Uh, we got to see how these games go against Baltimore when mm-hmm. they when they got the showdown against Baltimore. Those games tend to uh, tell you a lot about who's going to be uh, in the playoffs or potentially a Super Bowl, but I'm liking what I'm seeing from Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger Roethlisberger has a lot of young talent around him. Mm -hmm. This this is going back to the days when you you really didn't know much about A.B., when they had Emmanuel Sanders and A.B. and a whole bunch of weapons, and Big Ben was just throwing the ball all around the place. He's doing that again with these group of guys he has now. And so um, I'm excited about Pittsburgh. Defensively, man, they, they up there defensively. They lost their middle linebacker in Bush uh, for the season uh, last week with an ACL injury, but it didn't look like they missed a beat today. So mm-hmm. shout out to Mike Tomlin, man, for getting this thing turned around. Last year, they still had a good defense, but they just couldn't do nothing offensively. And now with Big Ben being, being, being back and yeah. him being healthy, yeah. he's, he's, he's spreading the wealth, man, with those young guys that he has around him. But I mm-hmm. like what I'm seeing, but I believe that the games against Baltimore we're going to, it's going to be the tell-all about who goes to the playoffs and potentially get to a Super Bowl. Well, Cleveland is 5-2 as well. They're 5-2 as well, so that division is stacked. But, Sam, what do you think about the Steelers, man, for for what they went through the last two years? You know, for them to be 6-0, man, almost halfway through the season, Big Ben, Mike Tomlin, what you think about the Steelers? Uh, I always had a liking of the Steelers. Like, yeah. one of my first favorite players as a kid was Jerome Bettis. Yep. When he played for the Steelers. So um I always kept my eyes on him. I always like uh even back to Barry Frost, Barry Foster, Greg Lloyd, uh Levon Kirkland, Kevin Green, all them guys I came up watching as a kid. So I always kind of had a admiration for the Steelers. Um as far as what they're doing now, I think it's good. I think it's it shows when you draft right, they don't they don't they don't buy uh mm-hmm. they don't go out and get all these high dollar free agents. When you mm-hmm. draft right and have the right people in place, things can happen. It ain't hard. It's just the team we support and mm-hmm. live and watch, they just don't do the right thing. 
Um, and what I had a thought the other day, and I know we're not talking about the Jaguars, but mm-hmm. they say the NFL is a copycat league, but we can't seem to get that under. When when do we when yep. we when we gonna copy? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, as far as the Steelers, out mm-hmm. with Black, what he said as far as um them meeting the Ravens, well, I think they're probably split. Um, as far as when they match head to head, and we know whoever wins the division gets the home game, so it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and I I don't think Cleveland gonna. Uh, shake anything They still can make the playoffs They can make the playoffs But I don't think Like They not gonna beat Either one If they face them In the playoffs To me Okay Um. And yeah I'm trying to get Joe Hay in the ring Yeah yeah Um I If I'm a Kansas City Chief If I'm a Baltimore Raven If I'm a Tennessee Titan I am scared to death of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin is the best leader coach slash coach in football. And he has been. He has been. Look at everything Tomlin's dealt with while he's been at Pittsburgh. And that organization has always stayed above water. They had a kid named Duck throwing the football last year for them and missed the game by one playoff. I mean, missed the playoffs by one game last mm-hmm. year. A kid named Duck. Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges was their quarterback. <laughs> Mason Rudolph was their quarterback. And they missed the playoffs by one game last year. Big Ben said, I'm coming back. And a lot of people said, nah, Ben, you might as well run off into the sunset. Take your two rings. You're a Pittsburgh legend. Like, go ahead and go. And Ben is holding it down. Really steering this shit, man. And I am impressed by the Steelers. And if I'm a chief, Raven, Tennessee Titan, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous if I have to play Pittsburgh. And if Pittsburgh messes around and get this home field, I'm real nervous if I got to go there for a playoff game. Because since I've been alive, I ain't seen them lose too many there in the playoffs. I ain't seen them lose too many. So I just wanted to show some love to the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger for what they're doing. Very good game against Tennessee. Uh, today they was up big on a 24-7 Tennessee came roaring back kicking Mr. Late Game field goal to win the game and uh, Pittsburgh holds on so shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers man alright gentlemen real fast I know I kind of let my head out of the bag uh, a little too early but tell me who's the best team in the NFL right now in your opinion who is the best team in football today mm. best team in football oh man mm, let's talk about it we got some good teams this year, man. Absolutely. We got some good teams. Absolutely. Uh, uh, well, I can only pick one. I can only pick one for right now. So I gotta I gotta say I, I gotta say it's still Kansas City right now. Okay. They the defending champs, but I really like what Pittsburgh's doing. I really like what they're doing. They do it on both sides of the ball. But I gotta give the edge to Kansas City okay. for now. I okay. do. Say it, talk to me, man. Who do you think is the best team in the National Football League today? Today, I still go with Kansas City. Look like their defense made some plays today. Mm-hmm. Um, what they say to beat a man, you got to beat the man. And I don't think uh, we haven't seen them two play yet. And if it was a playoff game, I'd probably lean towards Kansas City just because yeah. that offense mm-hmm. is uh, so explosive. And um, but yeah, I say Kansas City, but it's one A one B. Because I think the Steelers are right behind them. Yeah, I know I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. And I was like, Tampa Bay is the best team in football. They're the best offense 
in football, in my opinion, uh, right now, especially when they get the additions uh, of Antonio Brown on their team. I'm even going to take Tampa's offense over Kansas City's offense um, when A.B. gets there because even though Patrick Mahomes has a lot of weapons in Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill, Hardman, Sammy Watkins, I mean, Tom Brady has Godwin, Goodwin, Evans, A.B., Gronkowski, Rojo in the backfield doing his thing. I mean, the firepower, man, is a little bit more to me uh, than Kansas City. But with all that being said, <laughs> Kansas City is the best team in football still right now. Shout out to Seattle Seahawks. I was very close to saying Seattle is the best team because I believe Russell Wilson is the MVP of the league right now. I think he's just playing the best right now, and he is wielding that team to doing things that they couldn't do if it was another quarterback behind center there. But I'm going to stick with Patty Mahone, boy, and Andy Reid and what the Chiefs are doing. When you're rolling like them, coming off of a Super Bowl win, I mean, they're not going to slow down no time soon. People hollering Baltimore, people hollering Tennessee. You got Pittsburgh in the mix, but like said, said, if I got a Pittsburgh Steelers, Kansas City Chief game, if it's in Pittsburgh or Kansas City, I'm taking 15. I'm taking 15 with me. Wherever he go, I'm going with him. So the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, to me, are the best team of football. But you know what, D? You're gonna what you get, got? You get your wits uh, pretty soon. What's that? We get a Kansas City and Tampa game this year. You know that, we do. right? We do. We so do. We'll Can't be wait. able to see. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> and it's can't in Tampa, wait. too. Can't so wait. I don't be care where it's at. I can't wait. <laughs> hopefully, AB by then will be. I don't know what, what week it is, but I know they play each other. Okay. But hopefully, by then, we'll see what AB will be doing by the time they play Kansas City. And boy, the fireworks in that game. Yeah, look that up for me. Let yeah. me know when uh, uh, Tampa <laughs> and um, uh, Kansas City do play. I do want to know. I'm interested to see what week that is. Um, while y'all look that up for us, man, we're going to go through a few more scores. Did somebody check on Daniel Jones? Has anybody checked on Daniel Jones? Thursday night football, Eagles win 22-21 over the Giants. Daniel Jones strikes out of the backfield, 75-yard touchdown, and this man is eating grass at the 15-yard line, tripping over himself. One of the most embarrassing moments that you probably could ever go through as a player. Eagles 22-21 over the disgusting New York Giants and the lowly NFC, oh. AFC, what is it? NFC East. When is that Thanks, game? Thanksgiving weekend. Wow. <laughs> in Tampa, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. Is that a Sunday night or is that a four? They can't. Ooh, wee. Uh, <laughs> hey. I can't. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I can't even say how I feel so right so now, So you're man. cool with taking Cowboys out of. Oh, yeah. Get them out. Oh, you cool Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. Give it's me a tradition. You give me 12. Get tradition, yeah. huh? Give me 12. Oh, that Sunday. It's not Thanksgiving Day. Oh, oh, oh not okay. Thanksgiving Day. So it could be Sunday okay. night. It still could be yeah. Sunday night. They could yeah, yeah, flex yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, okay, give me 12, okay. give me 15, and uh, give me an angry orchard and a vanilla cream cupcake, and let's yeah. get it popping. But with that said, it's going to be interesting because they play the Rams the week before the 23rd, which have to be a Monday night. That might be Thanksgiving. That's a Monday. That had to be that Monday, and then they turn right back around to play the Chiefs. Both games are back. To, Is uh, this Tampa uh, schedule? This Tampa yeah. schedule. They play the Rams on the 23rd. No, they're home. Both of these oh, games are home. They fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they fine. I would have been worried with them traveling from L.A. back all the way down to uh, Tampa. They'll be fine. All right, a few scores to wrap up week seven of the National Football League. You had the uh, New Orleans Saints taking care of the Carolina Panthers 27-24. What's up with the Saints, Black? What's up with them? I don't know, man. I, I don't know what this whole locker room thing is going on with Michael Thomas. and Is Sean Payton losing him? control? Him having an injury now when they say he was fine. 
at at some point. Last now he week. uh now he's last Monday night. Yeah, for fighting with a teammate. Yeah. So hmm. I could potentially see Mike Tom I mean uh Sean Payton? Sean Payton losing a little control because he I'm pretty sure he got some real alpha dogs in that locker room who feel like they can, you know, they can get public and get a little carried away. But it's odd that you really never it's odd that you really never heard nothing about Michael Thomas until this year. When he you got know, paid. He was always the quiet one, you know. So now he didn't got control. his money. He's out of control. So I don't know if that's causing the Trump, uh the problems, but this defense is horrible. Atrocious. Horrible. They allow the most red tone red zone touchdowns out of any team in the league this year. So it's crazy that the defense that they had last year compared to now is just is just trash, man. Yeah. Like I don't know what's going on. DJ Moore did work today on them. I mean, huh. he did work. Went off. A 75 yard and then a touchdown from out the backfield. Like, yeah. it's crazy, man. But the Saints have some stuff to do, man. They still got to play Tampa again. So we could potentially, we could potentially be looking at the Saints may not even have a chance to make the playoffs if, if mm-hmm. they continue down this road, even though they got the win today. But it's still going to come down to them in Tampa, and they put, could still potentially get in, yeah. get a little wild card berth. But who knows? Like the NFC is teams are stacked this year. Yes. There's a lot of good teams in the NFC this year, so I don't know about the Saints, man. So hopefully they can right this ship and get this thing back on track. Something looks wrong. Something looks wrong in New Orleans. Drew Brees, you could tell he's coming towards the end of of, of his playing career. Sean Payne seems to be losing a little control. Michael Thomas is really, really acting out. I don't recall a superstar receiver being absolutely benched. Like, just you can't play on a Monday. I, I don't. I, I can't. Even all the things that Randy Moss did, they might have said Randy for a quarter. They might have fined him real heavy. But I don't recall Randy Moss being told. I'm not saying Michael Thomas is a Randy Moss by any means. I don't recall this. I just don't recall it. Something, something is wrong in the Orleans. But like Black said, they did get the win. All right, the Buffalo Bills just take care of the lowly, disgusting New York Jets. Sam Donner returned to take an L, 18 to 10. Buffalo, Baker Mayfield. Oh, you got something? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. D, I'm kind of concerned about Buffalo, man. Why? They're not. Their offense not looking as good as it it was the first three, three to four weeks. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, other season, like I don't know, they couldn't, they couldn't do much against Buffalo today. You know, it took against them the Jets. A, I mean, against the Jets, they couldn't do much today against the Jets. It took them the fourth quarter to pull this out. So, and then they just played Kansas City the week before, and they looked horrible there. And then, uh, they lost to somebody else. I cannot remember exactly who it was, but the offense is not Tennessee. Uh, yeah, Tennessee, the offense is not there for some reason. Josh Allen, he's struggling getting the ball down the field, and the run game is non-existent. So uh, I'm concerned about Buffalo a little bit, but hopefully, like them, they can they can turn this around, man, and get, get it back going. Yeah, uh, I can feel why you say you could be a little concerned, but they are 5-2 and, two and sitting, at five and two sitting atop of the AFC East. So we have to watch mm-hmm. Buffalo closely and, and, and see how they turn it around offensively uh, the rest of the way. Had the Cleveland Browns, man, like they suffered a significant loss. So like OBJ could be out for the year. Mm. He could be out. That's all reports. They say the knee injury looks bad. Cleveland did win the game 37-34 in a shootout between Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield with a highlight, man. He threw a last-second touchdown with 10 seconds left on the clock. Uh, Cleveland uh, taking care of the Cincinnati Bengals. 
hope LBJ is not done. I, I just really hope he's not. This dude has been dealing with some crazy injuries. But if you saw the play, you did say, oh, man, that looks bad. We already covered my disgusting lowly Cowboys losing to the Washington football team. How you lose to Washington? 25 to 3? How you lose to Washington? I'm praying to God that Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, whoever Jones gets the firing and doing something by tomorrow morning. <laughs> God. Green Bay Packers. Uh, hmm. Aaron Rodgers, after that whooping they took from Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago, they are back on track 35 to 20, taking care of my boy number four. I mean, Deshaun hang in there, man. I, Deshaun just hang in there. I was just, just I, hang I, in there. I know Deshaun got his money, man. And I'm, I'm Deshaun. I'm not hating on you, bro. I know you got paid, but bro, like it's, it's how, how, what is it going to take for Houston to get better? Like they have no, they have they no nothing. first round draft picks they don't got nothing. for the next two years. They don't got nothing, bro. It's going to take a new GM. They, like whatever what is GM it going to take, bro? Like no draft picks, no, no first round draft picks. You gave up your best player to Arizona. You paid Deshaun Watson all this money. And you got one of the worst records in the league. Like, what do you the, do? The only thing that they have on their side, because they were talking about, talking about this a little bit earlier today, that they have a bunch of contracts that's about to fall off. Fuller, David Johnson. Uh, I think like they whole offensive line itself, uh, uh, Tunzel. Like, they got a lot of money that's about to, you know, jump back into the pool. But that's their only hope. But they got to hire a new head coach and they got to hire a general manager to see what they can do. So you hoping they can probably make a splash in free agency? Well, they're saying they're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator for a potential head coach. Oh, that would be a good hire. So that's, he's the hot name on the list right now. We know he ain't coming to Jacksonville. Oh, no. Definitely not. We know he ain't coming to Jacksonville. He's probably licking his chops to get out there and work with a guy like Deshaun Watson. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Man, the Falcons, man. Another colossal loss. <laughs> Another colossal letdown. Them boys are 21-3 or something like 22-3 or something like that on the Lions. Lions came back to win 23-22. My God. <laughs> What's going on in Atlanta? Julio Jones, you need to go. Matt Ryan, you need to go. Y'all need to blow it up in do, Atlanta. So, Start new. So do you believe the rumors uh, that came out and they saying about them blowing it up, letting yes. Julio go, yes. let Matt Ryan go? Yes, yes. You really believe it's time. Because uh -huh. if you let Matt Ryan go, what you keeping Julio there for? He's mm. not going to get no better. He's going to be A.J. Green in Atlanta. Mm. That's what he's going to be. Julio, this Julio ape season. Yeah. He is a world-class receiver. The most physical specimen receiver we have probably ever seen. But guess what he is? He ain't a winner. Mm. He ain't nothing. Boy, that's hard, man. Matt Ryan. You got your MVP. Y'all had one good year in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan, but you suck. Mm. Now, Kyle, can, can he be serviceable somewhere like probably in Jacksonville? Probably. Mm. He probably come down here and get the Jaguars five wins next year. And they got a hire coach, too. And I don't think too many people are going to be too hot about going yeah, to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan and Julio <laughs> Jones, I expect them to be uh, playing for new teams next year. Tampa Bay Buccaneers just absolutely thrashed the Raiders 45-20. to Pittsburgh Steelers picking up the win 27-24. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, my God. 43-16. When I was looking at it, it was like 24-10 or something yeah, like they, that. they defense did work today. They Man, defense. in the yeah. snow. Yeah, in the on snow. the road. 
Man, shout out Pat him a homeboy, man. Shout out Pat him a homeboy. I don't even think it was him, but their defense got, I'm just saying, got like 28 points in fantasy, so they defense had to do something. Shout out to them, man. Game, shout yeah. out to them, man. Chiefs take care of Ben and Jaguars lose another one. Thank goodness. Jaguars <laughs> are now 1-5, losing to uh, Justin Herbert and the upstart Chargers 39-29. San Francisco 49ers, man, beat down the New England Patriots. The, the Patriots now have a losing record. Mm. For the first time, you ready for this? You ready for this? This is the first time New England Patriots have had a losing record in 21 years. Wow. Even the year they didn't make the playoffs, they went 11-5 with Matt Castle and the Chiefs paying them $100 million on next year. But anyway, Cam Newton benched today at home. Black, what's going on with the Patriots? What's going on with Cam? Man, D, I honestly don't know, bro. Like, we had a lot of high hopes for Cam. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He missed... He looked good before coronavirus happened. he miss happened. two games? How many games did he miss? I think he missed like two games. Like, I think he missed two. He Might looked good one. before coronavirus. And now, man, it's like the bottom then fell out for him, man. I don't know what's going on. For the whole like, team. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know, I don't know if uh, Stephon Gilmore got back on the field or not, but I know he was out with coronavirus as well. So I don't know what's going on defensively or offensively for them, man. But Garoppolo went to his old home and got a win. A big win. You know, so uh, Bill Belichick, we got a lot of questions to answer, sir. And I can't wait till I see your press conference and see what did you, what you had to say about the benching of Cam Newton. Because now you throw Jared Stidham in there. Uh, is it going Stids. to get? Is it going to get better or, or is it going to get worse? Stids. Uh, and we could. We said this before on one of the old episodes. D, could this be something? Where we could we see New England try to tank 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 for Trevor? Remember that was a hot topic at one point we was talking about. But who knows? We'll see. But um, it's crazy. They're not even winning their division. Like Buffalo's winning the division this year, even though we picked Buffalo to win the division this year. But um, two and four. Yeah, man, it's 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 tough. I feel bad for Cam. Hopefully, this was just a. No, that was not a punch in. So said um. We were talking uh, before we started the show. You know, you was kind of saying, hmm, you know, what's going on in New England with Cam and New England? What you seeing, man, with Cam um, not looking well? Pages not looking well? Belichick not looking well? What you seeing? Uh, I was just sitting here thinking. Uh, I think we had on the old episode, we were talking about what Cam was going to do. we seen many years uh, Brady do a lot with less. Yeah. As far as, um, you know, the least talented receivers, they were plugging in people and people we never heard of. Mm -hmm. And we know Cam is not a caliber of quarterback as Tom Brady. He's good, mm -hmm. but he's not a distributor like mm -hmm. Tom Brady. So I'm not surprised. I mean, but Bill Belichick is a great coach and maybe they could turn things around. But I'm not surprised by seeing any of this. And uh, my man Skip Bayless has been an advocate of that over the years. That yeah. Get Tom Brady some help. Get Tom Brady some help. Get Tom Brady some help. And nothing happened. So they split ways. And now we're seeing that come to fruition yeah. at the expense of Cam Newton. I mean, they got they got some games coming up. They got Buffalo next Sunday. Then they get the Jets on Monday Night Football. Atrocious. They got the uh, then they got the Ravens and they got the Texans. You know, they they eight and eight, nine and seven season, man. They got the Cardinals and they got the Chargers. And they got the Rams and the Dolphins. Uh, Buffalo and the I mean I don't know I don't know if they can fix it 
Cam looked great the first two games of the year. I watched that whole game when they played the Raiders. I was like, wow, this is really clicking. But then Shannon Sharp reminded me on Friday when I was watching Undisputed. New England don't have talent. And in the National Football League, if you're Tom Brady, if you're Joe Montana, whoever you are, sooner or later, that talent that these guys have will fizzle out in just three weeks of in the season. Julian Elliman is done. Nikhil Herring, he's not much. He might be a third receiver on another team. He's currently the number two receiver for the, uh, uh, the Patriots. You got Gilmore out there, but he's pretty much out there by himself. That defense from last year, they got a lot of players who checked out from COVID. They got a lot of players who left and went to other teams. It's just not the year it's looking like for the Patriots this year. It looks like this is about to turn into an ugly situation. That's what it looks like. I hope I'm wrong because I'm a big Cam Newton fan. I hope Cam can turn it around, man. But, yeah, yeah, I hope he can turn it around and at least end the season on a high note where we can all look back and say, you know what, for Cam, from everything that was going on, he had a pretty decent season. We'll see. All right, man, so it is Sunday. We got Sunday Night Football getting ready to cook off. The Seahawks versus the Cardinals. That game got flexed uh, to Sunday Night Football, man. So, Interested to see that game, man. Like they about to kick off here just now. Actually, the game has already started. I'm interested in this game. This could yeah. be this could a good game. Be a good really game. good game tonight. Yeah. And then on Monday Night Football, we got the Bears and the Rams. A surprise team of the league to me, as well with the Steelers, is the Chicago Bears. Mm. Is Chicago Bears? I think they have one loss. They're five, four, and one uh, against the uh, LA Rams, man. I think that's going to be a pretty good game in Los Angeles, and uh, we'll see how it goes, man. So yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap up the National Football League. We're going to talk a bit, a little bit of UFC, going to talk some WWE, and then we are going to get out of here, only if I can find my UFC drop. All right, all right, black man. UFC 254 took place this Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, man. Um, pretty good card, man, uh, from the UFC. Of course, to highlight the main event, Khabib Nagamanov took on Justin Gaethje uh, for the lightweight championship. Let's go ahead and start there. Khabib getting the win, 29-0, submitting Justin Gaethje in the second round at the minute 34 mark. He ends up 29-0. and And... Well, let's let's start with the fight. How did Khabib look to you? How how you know did you view the fight, Black, and Khabib's performance? Uh, he looked like Khabib to me, man. Like yeah. <laughs> what we used to seeing from Khabib, pressing the pace, yeah, take you to deep waters, yeah, and drown you. Yep, that's exactly what he said he was gonna do, and he did that. Yes, he did. So, uh, shout out to him, man, on twenty nine and zero, man, and then the reports are coming out that he's doing this on a broke foot. That's even more greater than, like, that's crazy to me. But yep. shout out to him, man. Like, the, the, everything that he's been through with the loss of his father and um, to have to deal with that and have to come, I mean, come into this fight, man, and submit uh, Justin Gaethje in the second round. Man, it was an incredible fight. I enjoyed every bit of it. So shout out to him, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Khabib looks sensational. Uh, beautiful performance by Khabib. He did everything he said he was going to do. Justin Gaethje is a warrior. 
down fighter. He's going to come in there and give it all you got, but it's just not enough when you fight a guy like this. Khabib pressures you. He pressures you. He bats you in the corner. He wears you out. And he gets you down to the ground. And he's like a ball constrictor, man. He gets his feet and his arms around you. You're done. And we saw it last night. He put Justin Gaethje to sleep. Now, it was because of the referee, too, because he was tapping and the ref ain't see it. But he put Justin Gaethje to sleep, still remaining your lightweight champion. But, of course, after the fight, Khabib was just overcome with extreme emotion. We all know he lost his father uh, a few months back. I believe it was in July. His, his father fell to the coronavirus. And, and it's been very hard for Khabib and his family. But all the emotions came out for Khabib. I mean, just he, he cried for, I mean... He cried for a long time before they can get the microphone in front of him to talk to him. And shout out Justin Gaethje for just showing class and being a human being. Mm. Going over there, putting his arm around Khabib and say, hey, man, you made your father proud. So shout out to Justin Gaethje for doing that after defeat. But Khabib took the microphone and he told John Anik that that was it. He said he's going to honor his father and he will no longer fight again. He will retire at 29-0. He said he told his mother he can't do it. He can't fight without his dad. His dad introduced him to the sport of mixed martial arts. His dad was his coach. Every single day he trained, his dad was right there. The only time he wasn't with his, was not with his father is when his father could not travel from Russia to come to America to the fights. But he was able to talk to his dad on, you know, on the phone and all that you know, uh, during and after the fight, uh, before and after fights. But um, Khabib said there's just no way he can do it. And he said he won't do it. He's going to honor his father and he's going to leave at 29 and 0. He said he is done. Me and Black was talking right after the fight. Fighters say all the time, this is it. I'm done. McGregor's retired 100 times. Floyd Mayweather's retired 100 times. We've seen countless fighters. John Jones retired. We've seen so many people say, I'm done. I'm never, never coming back. And what do they do, Black? They come back. Mm -hmm. But me and Black was talking. I told Black yesterday, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. It, this one was different. I don't know the loss of a, a parent. I, I don't know the loss of that. Thank God that I don't know the loss of that. But... If he was as connected to his father as it looked like he was, mm -hmm. I can see where he can't do it. I can see why. So, Black, do you believe that that's the last time we see Khabib Nurmagomedov in an octagon? When we was talking about it yesterday, I was I was thinking, no, nah, that wouldn't that wouldn't be it because I know the the prospect is still out there of him fighting George, and that's the one fight that he wants. But as you get to thinking about it, like you just said, like the loss of the loss of a parent, the loss of his father who introduced him to the sport and was has always been in his corner since he was a little uh since he was a little seven, eight year old boy out there fighting fighting grizzly bears, you yeah. know. So um I'm starting I'm, I'm I'm really starting to believe that we, we won't see him and then where he's from, when you say when though when they say they're gonna do something, they usually yeah. they, they do it. You it's know word. in Russia, that's their word. So they and they live by that where he's from and then yep. the the religion he's in, yeah. they live by what their words and what they say. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I, I, I'm, I believe he's done. But you know, he's going to go down, man. It's uh, the greatest lightweight, uh, the greatest lightweight of all time, and potentially the greatest uh, UFC fighter. fighter of all time. You know, I know it's going to be a lot of debate, but yeah. uh, he undefeated, bro. Never been, never lost. Thirteen to zero in the UFC. Uh, never lost in his martial, uh, martial arts career. So it's something to be said about that. It's mm -hmm. something to be said. But uh, shout out to him, man, on everything that he's accomplished. And I mean, his list of names that he, that he has beat, like he's beat some of the some of the good ones. Like uh, 
like Conor McGregor or Justin Poirier. He just beat uh, Gaethje. Like it's it's he got a long list of names that he's beat the people that he's beat in the UFC. Man, that's right up there with uh with some of the best. Yeah, um, I, I firmly believe he's done. I I'd be completely shocked if we see Khabib again. Do I hope we get a Khabib GSP fight? I do. I hope. But the way if you like did any research on Khabib and like the culture in Russia and when they give their word, that's it. You know, the religion that he's in. Like if you just kind of do a little research on how they speak on like, you know, when they open their mouth and say things, that's it. That's that's what we're doing. And he said he made his promise to his father and he made his promise to his mother. You know, that that was it. And uh, I, I think that's it. And it's, it's unfortunate because Khabib is still young. He's young in the sport. 29-0, 13-0 in the UFC. Um, he's very impressive. Do I think he's one of the greatest of all time? Yeah, he's one of them. But do I think he is the GOAT? No, I do not think he is the GOAT. Um, maybe this is premature, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it because it's on my mind. When you talk about GOATs, you got to line up the talent that you beat. You got to line up the moments that you had up against the quality of the opponents. George St. Pierre fought a BJ Penn at the time where BJ Penn was a double champion. He was considered the greatest of all time at that point. John Jones beat and wiped out a division twice. He beat every legend that you had to offer. And then he beat the newer generation that came. He wiped them out too. He wiped them all out. When you start talking about people who, when you match up who they beat versus who could be beat, Conor McGregor is a great fighter, but he is also a great showman. He's a great showman, but Conor McGregor doesn't have one of the best records in the UFC. He don't. Daniel Cormier was considered the greatest of all time. He, he was considered as a GOAT. John Jones beat him twice. <laughs> BJ Penn is considered a GOAT. Matt Hughes was considered a GOAT at welterweight. GSP cleaned him up. Mm-hmm. So we could talk about it later, but I want to put that out there because I had a conversation with one of my homeboys, RJ. Shout out to RJ. And he just up and down, caught up in his emotions that Khabib is a GOAT because he's 29 and 0. I said, so what that he's 29 and 0? Show me a fighter that Khabib has fought that was quarterly to Daniel Cormier. Show me. Mm-hmm. Show me a fighter that he has fought that was compared to BJ Penn. Show me. A Matt Hughes. Show me. So I challenge people to do that. But I just wanted to put it out there and we can have the debates forever and ever. It don't matter to me. Yeah, we got to have that. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. We I can have we that. And that. we can get RJ. We can get RJ yeah. in here too and talk about it because he was just trying to talk my head off. I see what you're saying off. though. Like, I didn't think about it that way yeah. because you look at, you just look at how dominant he was yes. in the lightweight division. Yes. Like, and respect. there was no contest. But respect. when you start thinking about what John Jones did and what George's did, yeah. like, yeah. not only did George beat uh, prime fighters more yeah. than once than BJ Penn and and the loss that he had, that he, that he got Matt Sarah, he cleaned them up in the rematch. Yes. And then not only that, he cleaned up legends. Yeah. And then he came back, he came back the welterweight and cleaned up the up and coming talent. Yes, he did. And then left and came back. Yes. And won another strap in another weight at middleweight. Yeah. So it's a lot to be said about that. Yes. And we never seen Khabib take the leap to go to another weight no. class. He just no. stayed right where he was yes. and just dominated that one division. Yes. So we're going to have a conversation. I just want to kind of throw that out there. Not the rain on Khabib's parade at all because I'm a big Khabib fan. He is one of the greatest of all time, the most dominant 155 we have ever seen. And I really wish him and his family the best moving forward, man. It's, it's crazy that he is, he is actually going to leave the sport. But shout out to Khabib. Well done, man. Great fight. 
tip, tip my hat off to Justin Gaethje as well. You show a great class. Before we wrap up UFC, you had Robert Whitaker taking care of Bennis, taking care of Jared Conier, uh in a unanimous decision in three rounds. It looked like Robert Whitaker is going to get that rematch with Israel Adesanya coming up. I think that'll be a different fight. Will Israel win? Yes, but I think it'll be different. I just think it'll be a little different. Robert Whitaker, he's learned from his loss to Israel. Mm-hmm. He's won three straight, and he's looking pretty good. We'll see if the UFC makes that fight with Whitaker Adesanya too. I think they will. Walt Harris, we pulling for you, Walt. We pulling, we pulling for you, Walt. We know you and your family have been through so much, man, with the loss of your daughter and, and, and everything that has taken place. But Walt, man, you could tell, you could still tell Walt ain't completely focused yet. And how can you blame him? Yeah. How can you blame with everything that's went on with him and his family, man? But Walt Harris, we pulling for you, man. Uh, Walt took a loss, KOTK on the second round to Alexander Volkov yesterday. Um, so hopefully Walt Harris gets another fight and he gets back on the winning track. All right, so um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't know what's next from the UFC. They got a fight. Oh, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva's last fight will be against Uriah Hall this Saturday. Halloween night, October 31st, free fight on ESPN. Uh, Anderson Silva, Uriah Hall. This is Anderson Silva's last fight. He said he will never fight again after this fight. Black, real quick, your thoughts on the Spider-Man? Uh, one of the greatest, man, at middleweight to do it, man. Um, he's going to be truly missed, man. He gave, us, he gave us a lot of highlights, a lot of good matches, man, and to see it be his last fight, man, it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet because mm-hmm. uh, we love the Spider Man and 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 his run that he had, and he yeah. had one of the greatest runs in the UFC. Absolutely. Uh, if if you don't think so, y'all need to go look it up. Absolutely. You know, maybe go go to YouTube and look at those highlights, man. Absolutely. But uh, shout out to him, man. His his in his career in the UFC, he's he's been a legend. The first from from when he first stepped in the ring, now, man. So, uh, shout out to him in his career. Uh, hopefully we can get this win and go out on a good note. Mm. Yeah, hopefully uh, Anderson Silva, one of the GOATs. The one fight we never got, and it's a shame that we didn't get it, Anderson Silva, GSP. Those are the two best fighters in the UFC for a decade, <laughs> and we never saw the fight. Whether it was Anderson not wanting to go to one down to, uh, go down to 170 or George not wanting to go up to 185, at one point we said forget the belts. We don't care. Just make a catchway fight and let them keep their belts, and let's just see who's the best. But we didn't get it. But all in all, Anderson Silva changed the sport. He changed the sport of MMA. He brought attention to the sport. He made it look cool to be an MMA fighter. His skill set was beyond anything that we had ever seen in the sport. His accuracy as a striker was incredible. He went on a monumental run, man, as UFC middleweight champion, man. So I'm going to watch this fight. I'm going to watch Hall. I'm going to watch Silva. Man, it'll be a treat to see him uh, one last time. Uh, in the cage, all right? All right, man, we're going to go to some WWE, and we are going to get out of here. And let's see, what can we do, man, for a little WWE, man? Let's see, what can we do? Man, let's shout out to one of the greatest factions. I don't get no love, man. We are the nation! Yo. The domination! Shout out for Rudy, dog. Shout out D'Lo Brown. Shout out to Rumble. Young Rocky Mountain. You know, shout out to Mark Henry. Shout out to the nation, bro. The boys don't get no love, bro. Put them boys in the Hall of Fame. Put the nation in the Hall, man. Huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? 
All right, all right. Show a little love to the nation of domination. All right, Black, real quick. We are currently live. Hell in the cell. We already had a few matches. Matches take place. Yeah, R-Truth retain, retained the 24-7 championship, defeating Drew Locke. And we already had one cell match go down black. We missed it. Roman Reigns made Jimmy Uso say, Jay Uso say, I quit mm. in the cage. And he gave him an ultimatum this Friday night on SmackDown. If Jimmy and Jay do not acknowledge Roman Reigns as the tribal chief, then the entire Anoe family will turn their back on the Usos. So that storyline furthers more. Roman Reigns still your universal champion. Uh, Elias defeated Jeff Hardy by disqualification. The Miz is now Mr. Money in the Bank. I knew they was going to get that uh, case off of Otis. What they going to do with that? <laughs> what they going to do with they it? They had man? to give it off. They had he, to get it off he, of Otis, He ain't going to be man. no champion? That so Otis got to be the worst Mr. Money I mean, in the what Bank. They gonna do? What they going to do? What they going to do? They missed out on him. He was yeah. running hot for a little bit when he had the uh, the girl with him. Nah, bro, he was. It was terrible. He was the worst Mister yeah, Money man. in the Bank. Gotta, bro. Y'all get that out of here. Get that out of here. So it looked like Bailey and Sasha are getting ready to uh, get going on that. So we about to wrap this show so I can see what that's all about uh, with that match with uh, for the SmackDown. Oh, they about to they about to do they getting ready to start. Yeah. Oh, the main man. event is McIntyre versus Orton for the championship. Um. So yeah, we're back with the WWE. So real quick reminder. 30 Days of the Undertakers on the WWE Network. It kicks off October 25th. The first documentary is the untold story. Randy Orton, Undertaker, their rivalry. If you don't know about that rivalry, when Randy Orton was the legend killer and he was going after all of the legends, punting them in the head. I mean, he just gave everybody the business and then he ran up against Taker. Y'all go watch that, man. That was some of Randy Orton's best work when he was going after uh, the Undertaker. And of course, Undertaker's always just prime you know in his rivalries but 30 days 30 days of the untake you're gonna get bro look don't t- look listen to me if you a wrestling fan don't miss this don't miss this if you're a wrestling fan they got the documentary of him and kane they got the documentary of like so many things man so 30 days of untaker on the wwe network and uh black man wwe's is they looking pretty good. They got some some things popping off, man. I like the Roman Reigns storyline. The Fiend is on Raw. You know, Bailey and Sasha, they got some good steam, man. They got some yeah. steam going, man, I, in WWE. And I love uh, what they're doing with the Fiend and... Uh, uh, Retribution? Uh, Retrib- oh, Alexa no, Bliss. And with Alexa Bliss. I, I, love, it I love that, I love man. It too. Like, I love it, too. And you said it when we was talking, like, him being on Raw is finna be something yeah. different. Because yeah. Re- Raw was getting kind of dull a little bit. Very you stale. Know, and... To have the fiend on there now, and then I know it's gonna come a point where him and McIntyre or, or Randy oh, Orton, yeah. somebody's going to get into it, and that's gonna be must see TV right yes, there. Yes, but I love what they're doing with the fiend and how they're bringing him in with Alexa Bliss, yep. and them like kind of teaming up yeah. doing their thing. So that's a good look. I like that. I love it. I love it as well. They're doing a great job with the fiend and uh, switching up everything in WWE. All right, real fast, man. We're gonna get into some college. Excuse me, not college. We're gonna get into some high school football. My man's black gonna let him know what's going on but first we ready. We ready. We ready. Black, talk to us, man. Fill us in. Let us know what's going on around the city here in Duval. Yeah, man. Just a couple of scores from Friday night, man. 
We're going to kick it off. We had Westside taking a beating from Valdosta Wildcats, oh 41-0. We had Bowes... Uh, we had Bowes get the win over University Christian, 33-19. And we had Fleming Island uh, take an L to uh, Boholtz uh, Bobcats, 24-21. And we had Providence uh, take an L to Swanee, 14-0. And then we had Palaka take a whooping. Uh, Bradford County put it on them, 36-6. And we had uh, Orange Park get the win against the Eastside Rams, the team out of Orlando. 28 to 14. And then we had uh uh St. Augustine get the win 49 to 16 over uh Nice High School. And we had Reigns get the win over Yuli 44 to 13. And then last but not least, we had Oakleaf take a L to Bartram Trail 30 to 28. So shout out to the guys, man, uh, in high school football on the gridiron. Uh every Friday night, Saturday night, some games, but uh Shout out to them, man, for everything that they're doing. And we're going to keep this thing rolling with high school footballs. We're getting prepared. It's almost time for, for playoff football in the next couple of weeks here. So we're getting closer to the playoffs. So we'll be uh, trying to get out to some of these playoff games and see how these kids look, man. Any standout players in the city? Any standout players in Jacksonville? Anybody might be going to college on a big uh, uh, scholarship? Uh, it's, 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 it's a few. It's a few players out there. I, me personally, I haven't really been keeping up with who doing what in the city, just been looking at what teams, how they've been doing as a team, but it is a few players out there. Uh, I hear that it's a kid from uh, Episcopal that's committed to Florida. Oh, he deciding between Florida and somebody else, but he's the real deal. So I get to see him on next weekend when they play Wolfs and Wolfpack, which is going to be a drumming. He a tight end? Okay, see, thank you, Sid. So it's a tight end. He committed to Florida, right? Okay, yeah, so yeah, uh, appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get to see him when they play the Wolfs and Wolf Pack, which is going to be a drumming. Oh if no one God. knows about Episcopal, that's Mark Brunell's football team. So, and uh, that's a pretty good team in Episcopal. But uh, shout out to him, man, uh, at Episcopal, the tight end from Episcopal. But he, that's one of the players in the city who's doing their thing right now. Oh, I hope Wilson shot the world. I hope Wilson shocked the world. And I hope Black got to come in here and recant his statements and apologize to Wolfpack Nation. Oh, my boy. Shout out to the Wolfpack. After, after what I seen last night, my boy, I don't think I'm going to be doing no apologizing, my boy. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, that. It's like that, my boy. It's like that. Okay. I enjoyed my hamburger and fries more than I enjoyed uh, the game, my boy. Oh, yeah, man. That's hard, man. Well, <laughs> I guess Black tell her how it is, man. All right, man. We appreciate Black Father uh, high school football information. We're going to get into some other news, man, and we are going to get out of here. All right. Not not that much of other news uh, this week, but, you know, we'll see what we get. Hold on, my Okay, the Reduce Lunch Sports Fantasy League is on and popping, man. Now, your homeboy, me, when I say your homeboy, I'm talking about me. I'm really trying to get it going, bro. I mean, I could get a win here. I'm, I'm up right now against Jamal's team. I'm up 20 points, bro. He got one player. One player left. Allen Robinson and State to get him 16 points. And even that might not be enough for him to get the win. But I guess we will see. Don't let your dog down. Don't let your dog down. Here we go. All right. Um, we had Crystal's team. Like she has Molly Whopping E's 904 boys, 129 to 95. Crown of King Black is currently clinging to try to get back in there against Corona season 77 to 81. 
My dad looks like he is finally going to get his first win knocking off the abysmal Freddie Bricks. 110 to 45. Fred, you trash, boy. <laughs> Fred, you is trash, but I don't know what's going on with you. Uh, Terrence's team 104 over Smooth. I don't think Smooth can anymore. I just think Smooth said it's a wrap, so I'm going I'm, to I'm need Smooth to come through with a blockbuster trade uh, and try to help us home. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Try to help us home, boy. Uh, we got I see touchdowns putting a whooping on said 127 to 86. Mine, if I wild out, is in a close one against Get It How You Live 991. Move them chains with Charlotte like he's going to get a win over. Is it 2021 yet? I am coached down big to the Brady Bunch 42 to 94. Terrence's team getting a huge win over Smooth again. I don't know why I'm saying this twice 104 to 41. And OJ, no glove. Tay getting a whooping right now by Chris. 104 to 81. So that is an update on the Reduced Lunch Sports Fantasy League. We're having a lot of fun. And I know people are like, man, the waiver wire and such and such. It's fun like this. I mean, you got to really be a GM. You get your trade on. You got to pick up this guy, pick up that guy, and see what you can do, man. So we are six weeks in, and we'll see how it goes. Will you make the playoffs in the Reduced Lunch Fantasy Sports League? Mm -hmm. All right, the NBA has announced they may be starting on December 25th, and we're looking at a 72-game season. Isn't official yet, but more to come. Uh, they want to be done before the Olympics. They want it over. They want the season done by the Olympics, which I think would be smart. Don't go to do the Olympics and then come back and try to finish the season. So maybe 72 games this year for the NBA. Amar Stoudemire, Steve Nash is bringing his friends uh, to the Nets. Is mm. an assistant coach. Uh, he was hired this past weekend by Steve Nash in the Nets. I like it. I like former players getting back into the league. And uh, let's see what Amar Sarmani can do on that next staff. LSU losing eight scholarships, and they banned my dog OBJ for two years. He can't even come to the uh, facility. He can't come nowhere because he was handing out cash after the LSU Tigers uh, won the national championship last year. Y'all ain't have to do OBJ like that, bro. I'm sure he was giving them boys about 100, 200 apiece, man. Letting them boys get up a new pair of J's on OBJ. It's crazy how they do in college, man. OBJ probably won't come in two years, no way. All right, the Ravens trade for Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe went from a Jaguar, then he went to the Vikings, and now he lands with the Ravens. I mean, good fortune comes to everybody who used to play for the Jags. <laughs> now he realigns with Calais Campbell. Calais was on an uh, interview, said he is excited to get his own running mate back. Ngakwe, a Baltimore Raven. And this weekend, this Saturday night, the boxing world, Javante Davis, my boy, is back in the rain against Leo Santa Cruz. This is for the 130, 135-pound titles in the super flyweight and lightweight divisions. Black, let us know what to expect this weekend between Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, fireworks. Fireworks, man. This is going to be a very good fight, man. I'm excited about this fight. Javante Tank Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz. These are two action-packed fighters. Uh, I'm not expecting this to go the distance. I'm expecting someone to get stopped oh. uh, in this fight. But uh, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy this fight. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, this is what boxing need matches like this. And uh, shout out to Floyd Mayweather for getting this together mm. uh, with uh, Top Rank uh, and those guys. So uh, shout out to everyone who's a part of making this happen. This what And like I said, this is what boxing needs uh, again, like major fights. So this is just the beginning of what's to come, man, because boxing is finna pick up here in the next couple of months, man. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of great fights happening. So, uh, shout out to uh, Leo Santa Cruz and uh, Javante Davis, man. Can't wait to Saturday night. 
Yeah, me too, man. Javante Davis, man, I'm a big fan. I, I love that kid, man. I hope he continues to shine. Everybody's looking for the next Floyd Mayweather. They're looking for the next guy who could do this, man. And people got to realize, man, what Floyd was doing and what he has done is just one of a kind. We're not going to see it again. But if there is a fighter out there who can match the entertainment level of Floyd, it's Javante Davis, man. I'm a real big fan of this kid. So I hope Javante gets the win over Leo Santa Cruz. All right, man, we're going to get out of here. Uh, appreciate our homeboy, our, 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 our college football correspondent, our friend, Cedric Farr, for coming through. Said anything you want to tell the good folks, man, before we wrap up this episode? I just want to thank y'all boys for coming on the show. And I know I picked Missouri, and I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> but go Gators, uh-huh. FSU trash, okay. Miami trash as well. Mm-hmm. That 5-1. and ain't Go ahead, Blake. Okay, you want to tell the people where they can find you on Twitter if they want to holler at you for saying the Canes are trash? Oh, uh, Gators Main on Twitter. Okay. At Tyrone Copple. Mm-hmm. Holler at me, man. We can chop it up. Mm-hmm. Y'all get at that boy, man. Black, anything before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just uh, appreciate all the love, man, that we get. Uh, appreciate Seth for coming through, man. Yep. Showing us love, man. Love having him over here with us, man. Talk college football and talk some trash man i just love it but uh thank <laughs> you to all the listeners uh for supporting the sports desk man yes reduce lunch in 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 a hole mm-hmm. and we uh really do appreciate everything and all the love that we get from our listeners absolutely man absolutely black what can they find you at, oh y'all can find me on twitter and instagram at black enl3 man y'all hit me up Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Again, yeah, like Black said, man, Echo is sentiments, man. Thank y'all for all the support, all the listens, all the plays. Every time we drop a show, man, y'all show love, man, and we really appreciate it. Checking us out on YouTube. And I appreciate all the reaction, man, to my uh, Lakers championship uh, gear reveal, man. A lot of people hit me up about that, man. They thought that video was pretty cool. So I I appreciate it, man. Say, you got something to say about that? Oh, okay. I thought you was coughing. All right. Um, Tenfo. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, my name is Desiree L. Hicks Jr. You can find me on Twitter. And on Instagram at Dedrick Hicks Jr. at that handle. Hit me up, chop it up, whatever you want to talk about with sports, man, please do. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. So this has been episode 83 of the Reducing Us Action Sports News Desk. We'll be back again very shortly. These days come around real fast before you get episode 84. So again, shout out said for coming through, man, chopping us with a chopping it up with us about college football. So, y'all, once again, y'all be safe out there, take care of yourselves, and we'll get with you next time. 